show is sponsored by AuthorsUnite.com. Your one-stop shop for becoming a profitable author and maximizing your impact. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite show. Today, I got Gene O'Toole with us. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, of course. Grateful to have you on. So can you kick us off? Tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. Yeah. So um, I'm a scholarship strategist. Um, I'm actually an expert in outside scholarships. And those are scholarships that are attached uh, from call it, um, from companies, organizations, individuals, foundations. Uh, we we have a lot of opportunity out there um, from private monies. And so um, for the past 15 years, I've been helping students find scholarships and identify which ones have the best chances of winning. Really excited that, um, you know, over all these years, we've had students who have won anywhere from $20,000 to $200,000 using our strategies. Oh, this is awesome. Okay. And this is a big deal because uh, at least I know I, I actually happened to drop out of school, but the two years that I did go, it was not on a scholarship. <laughs> and yeah. I actually, w when I did drop out, I found myself an 80 grand in debt at the time. So, oh, uh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was out of state, South oh. Carolina, you know, mm. it was, uh, but it was good experience. <laughs> but at the end of the day, 80, sure, but, you know, Tyler, that's, that's such a common story. You know, you're, yeah. you're, and I was the first person in my family to go to college. I wish that I knew back then when I was, you know, looking at schools, I wish that I knew then what I've come to learn. And uh, yeah, I mean, the student loan debt is just impacting everybody, uh, yep. regardless if they've, they've finished school. Uh, regardless of what they, you know, if they ended up getting a job, even in their field, the student loan debt is impacting all of us. Yeah, it's true. So let me, let's start there. When you, um, when you went to college, did you, obviously you didn't know everything, you know, now then, but did you, did you go on a scholarship? Did you leave with a bunch of debt? How, how did that turn out? Yeah, so um, I, um, so I'm originally from uh, Western Massachusetts, and um, like I said, I was the first person in my family to go to college, and I remember, uh, I remember that, um, you know, those, those, that last year of high school, my, my family and I just, you know, we were scrambling, we were trying to find, you know, whatever monies we could, and I found some scholarships, I won some scholarships, but it wasn't enough, and I had to sit down with my folks just like a lot of people do and sign my name to student loans. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful that I did, you know, win some outside scholarship dollars. Um, and I did receive some college specific scholarships. So scholarships that are being given away, you know, from an actual college or university, that would be a college specific scholarship. And I did get some academic monies um, uh, from Wagner College, which is uh, where I did my undergrad. Uh, but it wasn't enough. And, you know, there we were, you know, still saying yes to about $30,000 of student loan debt. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, over the years, um, I was able to strategically, you know, pay that off, but wow, I, it could have been a game changer for my family. Uh, if I had known about the opportunities that really do exist for students. 
So, so let's dive into that now. So you have the book, but even before the book, like what actually inspired you to take it this far and actually make this your career? Yeah. So I was actually, I, uh, this goes back, um, this goes back some years. Uh, you know, I was, I was traveling and, and working with, um, an organization called making account, uh, which is, was a branch, like a subsidiary of monster. You know, we all, we all know and remember monster.com. So about, you know, you know, 15, 18 years ago, um, I was, uh, working with an organization, um, that they, uh, that they launched called making account where I was giving success strategy programs at high schools and colleges all over the country. And, you know, different, different success strategies, how you get better grades, how you, um, you know, how you um, can help yourself with time management, stuff like that. I mean, all good stuff, but it didn't matter where I was traveling, Tyler, you know, I'd have these conversations with students after my presentations and students would open up to me and say, you know, um, I got to tell you what I'm really concerned about is either how I'm going to pay for this or how, how I feel about my parents trying to pay for this. And it, it inspired me to start doing some research and I had access. I mean, I was in, I was in a really fortunate um, situation because I was traveling to literally hundreds of schools around the nation. And so I had access to a lot of college advisors and guidance counselors who I think they're all rock stars, by the way. I love and admire everything that, that those folks do. Um, but I also had access to their resources and I started accumulating um, a lot of information and started finding out about all of these other scholarships that it just took me by surprise. I was like, how come I didn't know about this? Why didn't, why didn't we, why weren't we told? Like it was a, it was, you know, why weren't we told as a family that this information was out there, that these opportunities, like thousands of dollars were out there. And I, as I continued my research, I, I realized that there was uh, some simple, easy ways that all families can do for themselves literally, you know, be empowered for themselves to start uncovering these uh, opportunities. And I started putting together a program uh, called Scholarship Strategies, Finding and Winning the Money You Need. And I started workshopping that around at high schools. And uh, soon that that workshop became uh, big assemblies. And, you know, before I knew it, over the course of the past, you know, now 10 years, I've been I've had, you know, thousands and thousands of students attend my assemblies. And now we're at a point, Tyler, frankly, that, you know, we put the book together based on my assembly because I can only get to so many schools on a given year. So now, now hopefully with this book, you know, we want to help, we want to help as many people as possible, empower themselves with this information so that way they can find more. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. So this is really you seeing a big pain point out there and then and you solving it and you actually went through it yourself too um which is very at least from my point of view from all the people that i've interviewed it's like kind of the typical entrepreneurial story where 
they want to solve their own problem and then they see the problem with so many others like when you leave college i know for myself when i was 20 years old and i left and and actually you get like six months right before it starts to kick in yeah (laughs) so i still didn't understand it then either but then when i that first payment (laughs) came through six months later i I forget what the amount was but you know i was paying the minimum at first right and um and then after that, what I there's this thing too is like principal and interest, which I didn't even know what that was at the time. I know. <laughs> I remember yeah. no but so my dad, I remember I called the place that I owed the money to and um I was like, Hey, look, I paid this amount, but only this amount was deducted. And I was like, I don't think you guys uh, did it correctly. <laughs> and, then, and, uh, and then I, and then I was like, That is so no. awesome that you remember that. Yeah. Oh, I do. Well, because it was heartbreaking. Because, and again, I'm just going to throw out some numbers because I, I honestly don't remember the exact amount, but I think I was paying like $600, $700 a month, like, you know, 80 wow. grand in debt. I mean, it was, it was a lot. I can't remember what the exact plan was, but I think it was around 600 or so dollars. But when I would pay that, then what would be deducted, I think it was something like 280 or something. Like there was still a lot more that was not being deducted. And I remember I called them. I'm like, yo, your guy's math is off. Like I'm paying this and you're, and then they're like, oh yeah, no, there's this thing called interest. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And then I called my dad and my dad happens to be an accountant. And he's like, yeah, you didn't know that. And, he, and I was like, no. And then what I did is I literally like just made it my mission to pay it off. And luckily yeah. like a year and a half, two years later, I was able to pay it off in full, but like it was, it, it was just mind blowing to me that this, not only was this such a huge amount at the time when you're 20 and you don't even have like a steady income or anything, sure. but it's not even actually that amount. It's more than that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so. it's, it's, it's so much more than that. And, and, you know, um, I'm just totally picturing this, that whole conversation with your dad too. Like, you didn't know that yet. I mean, the, <laughs> most of us, most of us, you know, we're, we're, we, we sign our name to these student loans without completely understanding what that big picture means for us. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's amazing to me that, that now, you know, now, now we can shift and change that story, that story of, um, you know, graduating or not graduating and still having this, this big, you know, student loan debt, uh, bill. I mean, these bills, you know, your, yours, yours was 80 grand. I, I talked with students who have, you know, who have student loan bills that are in the six figures mm-hmm. and they are, they, they are so, um, they're so defeated. They feel so defeated because they look at that, then their next you know, next 10 years and they realize, wow, this is going to, this is, this one bill is impacting whether or not I can buy a house, whether I can start a business, whether I can, you know, whether they can move. I mean, it's, it, it is really constricting a lot of people and, and it's impacting, that's how it's impacting all of us, right? Like, um, I have, um, I live in New Jersey now and, uh, you know, there's folks that, that, can't buy properties in our area because of their student loan debt um, or they can't uh, start businesses in my community, you know, because they're, they're having to pay off these bills. So, you know, regardless of of if someone is, you know, a student or not, or is a parent of a student or not, it's impacting all of us. A hundred percent. And just quick, I'm just curious, quick sign out. My dad actually works at J and J in New Jersey. 
um are you near Rutgers or anything like that or completely uh, so different? yeah Rutgers Rutgers is about is uh uh about 45 minutes from me and uh okay. I was a guest speaker there recently um oh, about cool. two months ago yeah I love Rutgers that's so cool got it um but yeah, no, I agree. And this is something I, I want to emphasize even more because I think it's to me, and I'm curious your thoughts on it, is like, it's a little crazy to me that at like 18 years old, you would be able to make a decision like this because you true, like, I didn't even know what interest was, right? And also, I remember going into my guidance counselor in high school and talking to her about this. And basically the advice that I got was just go to the best college that you get accepted to. Like cost doesn't matter. Like we never went over that. Like it was just mm. like, go to the best college. And in my mind, again, because remember, I, I, if I didn't know what interest was, I, I also did not understand taxes or anything. So in my mind, I knew what the, um, the, the, the dues were every semester. And then I, I was going, my major was accounting at the time because I was thinking I would do what my dad did. And I remember mm -hmm. like the average salary was 70 grand a year for an accountant. So this is, was my logic as an 18 year old who had, not, had no idea. I was like, okay, I'll go for four years. I'll have 160 in debt, but I'm making um, 70 grand a year. So I'll pay that off in three years. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, that is what I thought. And like, I was like, that's not bad. Like I'll pay it off in three years and then it's all greenery from there. You know, like we're good. <laughs> and you know, you take taxes, you take your rent, you take food, you take, and honestly, dude, like it's, it's just so far from reality that I don't know what I missed or if they just missed teaching it to me. But um, do you hear no, stories it's, like it's, that? This often, is or? this is a nationwide problem. There's we have we have such a lack of financial literacy, like at the schools. You know, I mean, we could have a whole other conversation about that. But you know, we um, you know we need more understanding. Like students yeah. just need more understanding about what they're saying yes to, because it's it is it is going to impact their life in a big way. So um, obviously you, you we, we don't have enough time for you to share like the full, the full workshop and it's, you know, there's a lot more in the book, but if, if you were to kind of give an overview, how can somebody like get started to find the best scholarships for them? Yeah. So, um, so first off, um, uh, something that we did is we actually, I put together um, just a, uh, a free, easy, anybody can access this, um, how to get started in like three easy steps um, at uh, my website, connections101.com. So um, feel free, everybody should, you know, head there, you can download it. We have a whole bunch of free resources, but that's the first question I get everywhere I go. How do I actually get started? So um, you know, one of the first things, though, and the first steps that I suggest to students is to create what I call a personal search engine list. And this is this needs to be like a list of everything about you. Like it, I, I recommend like sit down with the people in your life who know your best. If that's your family, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your best friends, whoever those people are, the people in your life who know you best and start this like start brainstorming about everything about you. Like what did you what did you do in your past? What did you, what are you doing right now? What do you, what do you want to do in your future? And this, this is an important step, um, regardless of how old you are in, in wanting to pursue scholarships, because there's scholarships, Tyler, for, you know, kids in elementary school, there's scholarships for people who are over the age of 65. So, so, you know, cause again, these are monies from, uh, they're private monies. They're monies from companies, organizations, individuals, foundations. So, um, you know, we're not talking about a traditional 
uh, scholarship from Rutgers or from, you know, a college or university. So anyway, you want to start to create this like brainstorming list of everything about you and, um, you know, use that, use the, uh, start putting down the obvious stuff, you know, clubs, organizations, things that you did in school, out of school. But after all of that obvious stuff, then I need you to take it one step further. And I'll tell you, this is where people miss out on money big time. What I want people to do is then start to make a list, including this personal search engine list, what I call ready to go materials. So ready to go materials are all the stuff that you had to do um, in school or in a club or in a group that you were part of, the papers, the projects, the essays, the poems, anything that you did um, that you can still get your hands on. Okay, if you, um, I'd prefer if it was, you know, no older than like, you know, four or five years, but let me tell you, if you're a student, you got at least to be on it, dig it out, and let's try to use it, because what, this is like, this is where people are missing out on money big time. Everyone has it in their head, and honestly, I have no idea where this came from, but people get it in their head that every scholarship that they apply to has to relate to what they want to do with their life. And that's, that's just not the case. That's, I mean, I don't even know where that has come from. I mean, but I believed that when I was in school too. And, and that's just not the case. Like, for example, somebody could have, you know, uh, written a poem for some English class that they had had, dig that poem out, apply for any number of the literally tons of poetry scholarships that there are out there. I don't know why there's so many poetry scholarships, but there really are. And um, they could... <laughs> Uh, you know, take that that money that they potentially win from that poetry, those poetry scholarships, and pay for the accounting degree or pay for the engineering degree, you know, whatever. It's it's all that ready to go stuff where you've already put in the time, you know, it's done. And let's find it, let's find an outside scholarship connected to that so you can get more applications out faster and also for sure um you know be able to you know save yourself a whole bunch of time and energy and then one last thing i would suggest for sure in this again putting this is how you you're completing this step one of you know personal search engine list of all the things about you that you're going to search for scholarships on is then also think about all the things that just make you who you are like for example um, a lot of times people, people don't realize this, but, uh, <laughs> it, you know, um, there's scholarships for playing video games. So if you are someone who plays video games, it should go on your list because you should be looking for scholarships that relate to that. If you have uh, pets at home, you know, put it on the list. That means that you can apply for scholarships for caring for animals, you know, or if you recycle at home, then guess what? You can apply for scholarships for helping the environment. You know, it's amazing. Everything about you should go on the list. And let's find money connected to that. Okay, that is actually incredible advice because I think I don't even know if I even looked just because I when I when I went through, but I think that is a very common misconception that it has to do with like the major you're going for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you can just list everything out about yourself, then I mean that definitely widens your opportunities uh, dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, I think stories are the best way for people to learn and see. So can you share some like 
success stories. And obviously you might have to leave out names and stuff like that, which is fine. But um, some success stories of, you know, people that you've helped get scholarships that have like really changed the game for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, as soon as you even ask that, I, I have to say like, there's this, there's this girl that um, I think about and, um, and it still, it still moves me like even just thinking about her. So it was about, um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's gotta be now. Well, it's over 10 years ago. It was uh, maybe like 12 years ago. I was speaking at this high school in the Bronx in New York. It was a big, big, big high school. Um, I had, um, so in the auditorium, I had 600, you know, seniors, high school seniors in the room and I was giving my talk and I was doing my assembly and I was wrapping up and I was heading out to my car on my way to another high school because that's my life. And um, this young lady stopped me in the hallway of her school. And she says, Jean, I got to talk to you. I really need some help with finding money for college. And I said, right on. I said, well, were you in, were you in the auditorium? Were you in the assembly? And she says, yeah. She said, but you know, Jean, I, what I kept hearing from your talk are these messages like, you know, if it is to be, it's up to me and I have to make it my business to know about it. And she said, what I get from your talk, what I understood from your talk is that I have to find some time to, to do this stuff. And what I don't have is any extra time. And um, Tyler, I'm, 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 really, I'm really direct and, and pretty straight up with, with uh, students who I meet. So I, I responded with, oh, so you're telling me you're busy, right? Like you're, you're busy. And she's like, yeah. And I said, I said, get in line, you know, get in line. We're, we are all busy. Every one of us is busy. How important is this money to you? And she corrected me quick, really quick. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget this girl. And she says, no, you don't get it. She's like, I'm, I'm busier than most students. She said, um, my mom um, just recently lost her job and um, I had to pick up some extra shifts at my own part-time job just so we could take care of the bills this month at the apartment. She said, to be honest with you, I am barely keeping my head above water right now at my high school. I'm doing whatever I can do uh, just to make sure I can graduate. And at the end of last year, uh, at the end of her junior year, she said, um, I had a baby son. So let me tell you, I'm busy. I said, okay, got it. I said, can you find an hour a week? She said, not a chance. I said, can you give me 10 minutes? I knew she couldn't say no to 10 minutes. So she says, okay. I said, well, then give me, give me 10 minutes three times out of your week. Pick when that is. And, and I got to tell you, Tyler, I truly believe that choice is the most powerful thing that we own especially um, when we are, you know, in we're still students, you know, in, in high school or college. And um, I, I said, you know, choose, choose, choose the time right now for you. So she picked Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, she made the decision to show up at her high school, either 10 minutes early or stay 10 minutes late. She'd get on a computer, use the strategies, um, and she'd start printing it out, filling it out, sending it out. And uh, she recognized the truth that there's no cap on, you know, scholarships, but that it's also a numbers game. And then she realized, and she knew that, you know, she's probably not going to win all of them. Right. Um, but I met her October of her senior year. And by the time she had, she was picking up her high school diploma, uh, you know, that spring, she had applied for almost, almost 200 scholarships. Now, um, she didn't win, you know, even half of them, not even, you know, a quarter of them. This young lady was not by any measure a top student at her school, but she still won close to 80 grand. 
which wow. was more than what she needed to go to the college she was going to be going to. So she was able to make a phone call. And I got to tell you, um, this is what motivates me to like, keep doing the work, keep, keeps, you know, spreading this message. She was able to make this call uh, to the college she was going to, and she was able to say, thank you. Thank you so much for accepting me. I'm calling to tell you I will be paying in full. Then she used the remaining money that she had and she uh, to pay for childcare for her son while she was going to college. And I'll tell you, it's that's that's what I that's why I do this work and that's why we put out the book and it's why I you know I keep <laughs> I keep talking about the money mission scholarships you know money mission because um, I want um, that became a game changer right for that family and um, and I'd, I'd like to see other students be able to change their own situation. Yeah, that's an incredible story. Those are the stories we live for. Um, so, so let me ask you this, because there's something I noticed uh, when I was doing a little research on you that um, you talk about that, like, uh, kids, even as young as a like, kindergarten can start applying for scholarships. Yeah. So like, mm -hmm. how, uh, tell us a little bit more about that, because I think, you know, people can get way ahead of the game. I mean, if you start then your chances probably go way up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you that's, that is, I'm so, I'm so grateful that you asked me about this because this is ultimately my goal with doing this work. I, I, and if there's one piece of information that any one of your listeners can share with anybody that they know who has younger kids, I want it to be this because yeah, um, people have no idea that um, there are outside scholarships private monies available for kids as young as five and six years old and in kindergarten. Um, and, and it is totally my dream vision goal that to see more and more families start on this process as early as possible because they can potentially then have, you know, that pile of scholarship money even before they're that high school junior or senior. And then it's not, it's not a situation where, you know, you're sitting down with your, your folks and, and having a conversation of what school can we best afford? It then can be the, the conversation of what school is actually best for me, right? And so here's, here's the deal, um, because a lot, of, a lot of times parents will be like, you know, why, why would companies give away scholarships to younger kids? And, and this is what I need to remind your listeners. These are private monies companies, organizations, individuals, foundations, and it's their money and they get to decide. They get to decide what they want to, you know, acknowledge and who they want to honor. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, there's a scholarship, it's called the Angela Award, and it's only, only, only open uh, to uh, girls here in the United States in grades five through eight. That's it. Those are the only people who, get, who can apply. They give away a ton of money and um, they are, the Angela Award is specifically for girls who have some interest in science. So there's a situation where that, you know, organization, that foundation has said, you know what, we want to inspire young, uh, young women who uh, potentially could go into STEM careers. Right. So that's their money. That's how, that's where they're, that's where they are, you know, um, helping, you know, young people out in the world. Another example, and this one is huge because we all are familiar with this company and yet so few people know that they have a scholarship for younger kids and that's Google. So Google 
we, we Google things probably every day, right? Most of us. So Google, Google has an outside scholarship open to kids here in the United States, kindergarten through 12th grade. No essay required, no GPA requirement. The only requirement is you're a student going to school somewhere here in the United States. They give away, like, uh, I think this year it's $30,000. $30, they give away tens of thousands of dollars every single year. And yet most people don't realize that that is available. So let me ask you this, because uh, now I'm uh, curious. I didn't even think about this question until now. Who who are all the types of like, because you know, there's there's so many different types of scholarships. So you're saying it could be like a government scholarship. It could be from a company, a private. Um, now, besides like the goodness of their heart, like, is it like a tax write off? Like, what is the reason why people are giving this money? Sure. So, um, so it's, first of all, it's major, major, major social responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, you know, it is, um, uh, to, you know, any company and I, and I'll tell you, I wish, I, I wish that every entrepreneur who is out there even listening, gives some thought to this. Um, I, I personally feel that every small business in America should start a scholarship because, um, monies that you let's say um so so uh, let me just circle back to answer your question why why a company why it would make sense for them to give away scholarships is because think about the pr that they are able to gain by um by extending a scholarship right so you could take even a scholarship um you could you could create a scholarship let's say just just for easy conversation let's say a thousand dollar scholarship right so that thousand dollar scholarship um you know media wants to cover good news. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, uh, local media, especially if it's a local business or whatever, they are going to want to, they are going to, um, happily cover the announcement of the scholarship. Right. And the, um, when you award the scholarship to whoever that is, um, and you're able to, you know, uh, get the picture, you know, put up, post the picture of the student that you're giving it to, or maybe if it's even a local scholarship and you're shaking that student's hand and giving them that scholarship, right? So you're going to actually going to get media coverage on, on both ends. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a, okay. Yep. I never thought yeah. about that. It, this it is, is interesting. It is, it's, like it's, it. a, it's, it's a major, it's, it's a major uh, advantage uh, for um, uh, at, for basically advertising and outreach for any company, organization, individual, or foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. Now, is the process of because now I'm I'm actually considering for my own company doing a scholarship. So yeah. What's what's the process to start your own scholarship? Okay, so I'm I'm really really excited that you said that. So all right, so here you go. Um, so, um, first, you know, um, so first let's say you were to take, okay, you could, let's say, um, uh, and you, you know, you have a, you have a background in, um, in, in accounting and your family has a background in, in accounting. So, uh, let's just say for, for, to keep it so super simple. Okay. Let's say that you, um, decided to, um, take $2,000 out of your, um, advertising and marketing budget for your company. Okay. And out of that $2,000, you're going to give away four, $500 scholarships. 
Okay. Because obviously if just, you know, accounting wise, if you wanted to, and, and it, just, it really, really simplifies things for small businesses. If you, if the, the scholarship is under that $600 mark, right. You don't have to worry about any type of taxes, things like that. Right. Makes sense. Mm, yep. So if you, um, what you get to do is you would then be able to decide, well, who do I want to honor? Who do I want to give this money away to? And maybe, maybe it is, uh, maybe you decide that it's going to be for uh, college students. I mean, it could be for, for college students, right? Um, college students, high school students, you get to decide what you, what you want to honor, you know, why you want to honor it. And it could be something that you, you know, has, has just unique to you, right? Then you're going to, you can contact the, you can contact, let's say it's the colleges. You can contact the colleges, the universities, contact the high school, pop over, pop over uh, the information um, about your scholarship. But here's the key, Tyler. Put the application somewhere, um, uh, put the application somewhere on your own company's website. So that way um, you have this incredible army of educators from the colleges, the universities, the high schools, they are going to drive all of the student traffic to your site. So there's going to be an enormous, like, and like this is, this is like my, I, I would, I, I, I totally believe that like everybody should do this. So yeah. they are, they are going to be, they're already the, the active army. They're going to drive the students to your site. So that traffic, even to that page of your website for your scholarship um, to get the application or however they're going to apply um, already that traffic, you know, you could ultimately, you know, even, um, sell banner ads, whatever. I mean, you could actually generate income just from j seeing that traffic that on that page. But mm -hmm. even aside from that, all those students are now coming to your site. They're finding out about you. They're finding out about your business. Um, so it becomes a big win-win for future, you know, for future listeners, for future consumers. And they're now going to, uh, you know, fill out the application. You can then do a press release, right? To uh, media about, um, you know, what you're doing and, uh, you, you know, the, the story that they will run giving the announcement about your scholarship. And then again, when you actually give the scholarship away, will, um, between TV, local newspapers, radio, um, it will, it, it, it most likely will be several times It'll be valued at several times more than that $2,000 that you took out of your company budget. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. It's genius. <laughs> so, and just in case I missed it, is there any like legal things that we need to go through to, to do the scholarship or can so we only, just only, like only if you decide, only if you decide that, that the scholarship is going, the scholar, the, each of the individual scholarships will be more than $600, right? Because more than okay. $600, if you're a for-profit company, there's going to be tax, uh, tax things that are going to be, you know, you have to take care of, but if you, yeah. if you, you know, if you are, if, if it's a for-profit company, um, mm. you know, nonprofit companies, that's a whole different thing, but in foundations yeah. and, and how they're, but just in general for a for-profit company, like I believe, you know, I, I give the example, like, you know, Joe's pizza down the road should totally, should totally give away a scholarship because the amount of, of web traffic that, that will be um, driven to their, to their uh, site and the amount of media that they will be able to, to generate 
the great PR. I mean, it is, it is just such a massive win-win for small businesses. I, I, um, Mm. yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so we can literally, as long as it's under that amount, we can literally make it up because actually like my main company is, is authors unite and it's like book publishing and book marketing. So I've actually thought about this before, but I just, I didn't know the process. So it's just kind of, this is cool. I love when things happen live. So everybody listening, (laughs) this is all like off the cuff. This so, is awesome. Like, That's so great. That's so great. Uh, and and listen, you make it happen and I'll send, I'll also send it out to like all my school contacts, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. you could make We're, it super local or you could make it national. You could make it international, you know? Got yeah. it. Yeah, because I, I just, I think writing, and, and really that's one of the last questions I want to ask you, um, writing I think is just so transformational for people because most people don't think they're like very good writers, which at, at first, I mean, you're not, at first for anything, you're not the best at it. But if you write every day or if you write a book, I think it's it's more even about who you become from writing. So I'd love to be able to give back to people that are that are going for like writing degrees or something like that. Mm. So um, either way, uh, that's what it would be about. So I'll definitely keep you up to date on it because I, I definitely want to do this. Um, last question for you, because our audience is a lot of aspiring authors as well. Can you tell yeah. us about the process of how you wrote your book? Yeah. So um, I am, I, I will, um, <laughs> I will say that um, I had a little bit of a non-traditional approach to sitting down and doing this book. And, and that's because I, I was a speaker first, right? I've been doing my, my program, my assembly for so many years. And, um, you know, what I, what I came to recognize is that a lot of people write books and then they go speak about it. Right. (laughs) So I was doing this in the, in the op, I was doing this in the, in the reverse. And I had, I actually had never even, I had never really thought about, um, putting together the book um, until it's, you know, we just got to this point, I'm like, God, I, I, I can just only physically get to so many places during an academic year. I mean, I just, all right, we have to do something because um, I, I really wanted to, you know, just help more, more people. So what we did and this, and I, I recommend this to anybody out there who is maybe having a tough time just getting started, you know, with their book. Um, a good friend of mine, and this, I, 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 I can't take credit for this. This is uh, my friend, uh, uh, my friend, Ken. Uh, he suggested, he said, you know what, Gene, you are so comfortable talking about the subject. He said, what if you were to, uh, you know, make an outline of, you know, what, what you think, you know, should go into this book and, um, like what were the, ultimately the chapters would be, how it would be laid out. He's like, and then what if we just, what if we interview you? And what if we were just record what you say? And so for a couple of months, I, um, I met with uh, someone who would simply just ask me questions. Like, you know, like, you, like you did today, like, how do you get started? And I like having conversation and I like, um, I'm really passionate about this stuff. I'm, I'm sure you could tell. So oh, yeah. I just, it was so much easier for me to just speak about each of these topics. And then we had those recordings turned, you know, we, we, uh, turned into text and that became, that became like the, the first draft 
of my book and then we started going through it so it wasn't like so for me it as a now an author which I'm still embracing that that title um for me it was so much easier to be able to just share what I knew and 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 share the stories and and share what I know works um and talk about each strategy and then you know, having that, having that transcription, uh, you know, given back to me, then I was able to sit down and really clean it up. So that was really helpful. Good. Yeah. You know, I tell, um, I, I love that you, that you said that because, you know, for some people, I think it is easier to do it that way. Like you seem similar to me, like for me, writing my first book was very hard, um, to like lock myself in a room and just write all by myself. I'm a people person, hence yeah. the podcast. Um, so yeah, for, for a lot of people, it is easier to do it that way. Conversationally, get it all out of your head and then edit from there. So, yeah. um, great. So look, I, I absolutely love, this was packed full of, uh, amazing knowledge. So, uh, last question, uh, where can the people find your website, best social media, if they want to contact you, the floor is yours for, uh, for that. Cool, cool. And, and Tyler, this has been really, really great. You, I have loved having this conversation. I'm really excited that you're going to start a scholarship, by the way. Yes. Um, and I want to help, help you make that happen. So, um, yeah, I want people to reach out to me that we have tons of free information, including that easy in three steps, how to get started on a scholarship search um, at connections101.com. So tons of free information there. Uh, you can also get more information about my book there, but you can also, you know, scholarship strategies, you can get it anywhere books are sold. Um, people can reach out to me um, at scholarship strategies on Facebook and um, in Instagram and Twitter. I'm uh, Twitter. I'm at scholarship gene. Uh, so I want to hear from everybody because frankly, I want to know, I want to know your story. I want to know how much money you win. I want to know what scholarships you win. Cause there's so many, you know, wild and crazy scholarships out there. And I want to hear those stories because that's what I weave into my next talk. That's what I weave into my next assembly, my next session with, uh, families. And it's the stories that, of other people who have taken this on, who said, yes, you know what? I am going to go after this money. Um, it's those stories that motivate another student or another family to try. And, and that's what I want because um, ultimately the biggest obstacle out there to this whole process, Tyler, is that people think that they're not going to win. Mm. So why bother? And, and if, if, a family could sit down and just even take a look. It takes just, you know, five, five minutes, uh, seven more minutes of a little bit of, of extra digging into any given scholarship, looking at, you can do the research to find out how many people applied last year for a given opportunity and how many people won. And when you start seeing numbers like, you know, a national scholarship where there could have been 16 million students applying to it. And you see with your own two eyes that less than 50 people applied for the money and wow. they gave money away to 20 of those students. You start to realize, wow, odds are actually in my favor if I just say yes and start mm. and try. That's huge. Love it. Mic drop right there. <laughs> um, well, thank you again for coming on. I, I really enjoyed it as well. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite Show. Here's your host, Tyler Wagner.